0: We hope you find these podcasts informative, and as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Good day, and welcome to episode 157 of our Momenta Digital Thread podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to host Dirk Slama, Vice President of Co-Innovation and IT-IOT Alliances at Robert Bosch, as well as Conference Chair of the Bosch Connected World. Dirk has 25 years of experience in the industry. He is author of four successful books and holds a PhD in information systems, an MBA, and a diploma in computer science. Dirk, welcome to our Digital Thread podcast. Ken, thanks for having me. And it's long overdue, as I like to say, in many of these podcasts, but you and I have had a chance to work together over, oh gosh, several, I think years actually, but at least in depth in several months on the AIO2 user group of which we'll talk about in a few minutes. I always like to start these podcasts off though with more of a kind of a personal interest, if you will, and that is around your digital threads. What would you consider to be your digital thread? In other words, the one or more thematic threads that defined your digital industry journey?
1: So I think it really all started off for me in distributed systems design and integration of heterogeneous applications. So I spent about 15 years doing this relatively large projects in banking and insurance and manufacturing and so on. And then about 10 years ago, I was working for a company in this business in Berlin that got acquired by Bosch. And this is when I would say this digital threat was extended to include the world of physical assets, which we also have many (laughs) and a certain level of adiogenity there as well. At the time, the strategy for Bosch in terms of digital transformation was very much defined around the internet of things. I can actually uh, still remember in the early days yeah, when you were looking for IoT at Google, you were finding interesting things like International Oceanic Travel Organization or Irons of Stephanas or something like this, yeah, but not much about the IoT. Back in the day, this was still more about telematics and M2M and so on. And then IoT became bigger and bigger. And I would say that this really, on the Bosch side, was the digital threat for the last um, couple of years. Really, how can we connect physical products? How can we build digital services based on this new one connectivity? And only more recently, really, also started to look at how can we add AI to the equation, but I would say connecting physical assets using IoT definitely was the digital threat, the recurring theme of the last 10 years. It's interesting
0: that I remember somebody telling me probably a decade ago around machine to machine that the killer use case for the IoT, as it was just starting to be called, was remote asset management. And I tell you, having lived as we all have through the last 18 months of COVID, it really has reinforced the value of that business case because you couldn't get people out to your assets. You certainly were ahead of your time as that gentleman who shared with me that same thought at the time. So since you mentioned the integration of AI and IoT, thus AIOT, let me start with really a broad question. What
1: does AIOT mean to you? Yeah. Well, for me, this is 3D really where two worlds are coming together. The world of connected physical assets and product and equipment on the one side, and then the application of AI. And that's an interesting one because IoT per se is a distributed architecture, so you have edge and cloud. Edge, depending on who you're talking to onboard the asset or if you're more coming from a telecommunications point of view, maybe somewhere deployed at the crossing often in the sector or something like this. But regardless, it's a distributed architecture. And of course, you can deploy AI anywhere along this architecture. So I like to actually look at this in terms of what we call asset intelligence, meaning AI deployed at or close to the edge, helping to make an individual asset more intelligent or even more autonomous, versus what we're calling swarm intelligence or fleet intelligence, which is more the intelligence in the backend, in the cloud, or sometimes still on-prem, where you basically apply AI to data that you gather from an entire fleet of assets, products in the field. And I would say the bracket around all of this AOT is actually a good word to describe this.
0: I would agree. And we, uh, I think, in parallel around the same time you guys are doing this work, of course, we named our most recent venture capital fund, the AIOT Ecosystem Fund, uh, really looking at that same integration. We like to think of the world in three layers, at least from an industrial IoT perspective. You have to connect, you have to collect the data from that connection, and then you have to correct, i.e. optimize that data. And we always think of the world in terms of an IoT stack as those three layers, uh, connect, collect, and correct. And so naturally, AIoT is a good term to bring all that together. Now, you've been in leadership roles at Bosch, both across their software innovations group, I should say, and now at the overall Bosch group. Can you talk a bit about this transformation for Bosch and how it leads us up to AIoT? Sure.
1: So, as I said early on, we've been doing IoT for quite some time and with some really interesting use cases. And when you were talking to somebody about IoT for the last 10 years, I think uh, they always subsumed AI somehow within IoT. So, everybody was talking about IoT, was also talking about predictive, preventive, prescriptive, what have you, kind of uh, maintenance or autonomous vehicles and so on. But in reality, I would say most of the core IoT use cases were more in the direction of what you just described yeah? So more in the direction of remote condition monitoring, remote management, and so on. And on the other hand, I think it's fair to say that at least the emergence of, for example, Google's uh, AlphaGo and so on was back in like 2016, if I recall correctly. Uh, AI really became more and more important. And maybe it's fair to say that the hyperscalers, the big social Network companies started picking it up first, but also in the industry it became more and more important. But it was a little bit done in isolation. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, so we had the IoT people, and if you talk to them about AI, they were like, "Ah, sure, we'll you know somehow slap it on." And if you talk to the AI people and ask them about, like, well great, now we have all these deep algorithms and so, but, you know, how do you get the sensors into this? How do you, I don't know, uh, roll this out in a scalable, uh, reliable way?" And they were always like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, fair enough, this has to be done, but our core is more you know, deep AI algorithms. And it became obvious for us that this needs to grow together in order to work. And this is really how this ALT journey started for us, that we actually gave this a name and started um, bringing people to work together on this to really develop a holistic view on AIoT.
0: Let's drill down on that a bit. So under your leadership, Bosch helped initiate the AIoT user group late last year, a global network of AI and IoT industry experts and practitioners. What was the inspiration for this effort and what are your key goals?
1: Yeah. So this whole thing started at the Bosch Connected World Conference in February last year. This is our annual conference where we present our progress together with our partner ecosystem and our digital efforts. And from the beginning, IoT was very much at the center of this, hence the name Bosch Connected World. And then AI became more and more important and we really needed to have a way of integrating this and the first name to integrate this was really to give it a name so AOT and then the second step for us was to see okay so how do we do this is this something that we do on our own or is this something that should be done in terms of an open collaboration? and we actually decided on the latter because it's a hugely complex topic and by doing this as an open collaboration, it kind of it also keeps you honest a little bit and that you get direct feedback also from other companies, bring together the perspectives of startups, of other industrial companies, and so on. And this was the reason why we said, okay, let's set up an IT user group, very much focusing on practitioners in this area so not as an industry alliance or something like this which tends to bring more the suppliers together but really as a user group with a focus on practitioners and let's see what kind of good practices for the combination of ai and iot can we find out there and how can we validate this and then utilize this also from a Bosch point of view obviously as guidance in our own adoption of aot And, you know, on the subject of open
0: collaboration, I must say in the time that Moment has been involved both on the editorial board, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also running at least one of the regional user groups, I must say I've been pretty impressed with the openness and, uh, if you will, inclusion that you guys have operated under, even though there's Bosch in the name. You guys have been very open to us, including your peer companies, as you say, startups, you know, venture capital, et cetera. So it truly feels like an ecosystem in that regard. As I mentioned, we're pleased to be part of your editorial advisory board. Can you speak to some of the key wins on this perspective and then the upcoming events for this team?
1: Sure. So there are a number of things. The first thing really is the announcement of the AOT playbook that will be available on the date of publication of this, um, September 29th. So this is really year-long work where we put together different perspectives from experts on the business side, on the IT side, on the hardware side, on the AI side, of course, and created a playbook that is, I would say, very actionable, that helps building bridges between these different perspectives. And that is then also the foundation for additional work that we're doing in terms of training, for example, in terms of verticals and so on. So that was uh, pretty important. And then, of course, and I think we'll talk about this later, the other points that I just mentioned. As you mentioned, on the published date of this podcast,
0: you'll be releasing that AIoT playbook. And Moment is also proud to have been a contributor to that. Tell me just who is the book targeted for and what can they expect to glean from it? And then finally, how can somebody get a copy of this?
1: Sure. So what we've seen is that AOT itself really is a great enabling technology, but enabling technology does not make a business. So this is why we have, um, as you said, we need three perspectives in the AOT playbook. One is business strategy, one is business execution, and then the third one is technical execution. So the business strategy side of things really is looking at the foundations of this. So what are the key roles that you have in this industry? For example, digital OEM, which is the traditional OEM with its physical products becoming more and more focused on digital physical type of solutions, or is it the digital equipment operator? So the operator who doesn't necessarily manufacture the assets himself, but is operating them, or even hybrids, now, let's say like a Tesla, that's an OEM of the Tesla cars, but also the operator of the supercharger network, and then the type of business strategies that you can drive. From this and also how you scale that right and then in the middle we have what we're calling business execution so this is very much about taking the business strategy applying it to a portfolio of opportunities identifying the opportunities then starting with the execution of the individual opportunities in terms of your own product or solution design sourcing place big role here, legal not to forget. uh, So AOT is touching on a lot of things there. And then last but not least, of course, also uh, co-creation. And then the third pillar, really, the technical execution is very much about enabling an organization to develop these AIoT enables smart connected products and solutions at different paces. uh, Because obviously, you have the continuous improvement in the cloud uh, and then you have the functional safety related aspects. You have hardware that plays by different rules. And so how do you bring all of this together in the most possible agile way without forgetting the typical limitations and boundary conditions for implementing this? And through all of this, obviously, What is the impact of adding IoT and AI to this? And so, what's the impact of AI on the business strategy? What's the impact of AI on the business execution? On the sourcing, on the legal side of things, and what's the impact of AI then also on the technical execution side of things? So this is roughly what we're covering in the IoT playbook, and I would say, in terms of the audience, of course, this is relatively. But we have found that it's good you have your leadership team together with your product management, your solution architect, and also your tech leadership. Use this also as a foundation to develop a common language. Because that's one of the most important things when you implement a product or solution vision, that people on these levels basically develop a common language to work together effectively. So I would say everybody in the aforementioned group should be very interested in what we're doing here.
0: I'd agree. Final question. If somebody wanted to get a copy of that, how will they obtain it? it's
1: oh, very easy. A-I-O-T org. So it's all open source. We have an online version with a nice way of visually navigating between the different topics. And we also have the book for download with free downloads for all the digital versions. I think only if you want the print edition, then you have to pay the cost for printing it. But everything else is completely free. So AIoTplaybook.org. Excellent. Truly an ecosystem.
0: One of the chapters that we had participated in, which I was quite fascinated, was co-creation and how as you mentioned all these pieces and all of these actors come together can you say a bit more about what co-creation means to you in the aiot context sure
1: yeah that was actually a very interesting interview that thanks for supporting this in this interview we brought together of course your perspective which comes more from the startup point of view the incubation point of view and then we also had Jean Louis Stasi from Schneider Electric and uh, Dennis Burker from, from Bosch, who are both responsible for innovation at the two companies. And then Heiner Lazi, who's looking at innovation in particular around data spaces. So I think if you take these different perspectives together, it became pretty clear that a lot of the innovation in the space really is driven at the moment by, by startups. And the interesting question then is what's the intersection between the startups and the larger companies in the space working together, be it for the development of domain-specific AI algorithms, be it for the creation of data spaces that you need as the foundation for AOT across company boundaries and so on. What was interesting was really to see how these different types of companies can work together, starting with a more traditional customer-supplier type of relationship or actually a strategic relationship. Also, I think you made the point specifically, Ken, about when does it make sense for a startup to even think in terms of strategic relationships in, their, in terms of their own maturity up to, of course, like really strategic relationships, which manifest themselves in terms of any kind of equity, investments, and so on. So I think that's really important to manage, to get the innovation that comes from the startups, work together with the global scale and the access to the domain know-how, and partly also the physical outlets that are basically provided by the large companies. And that's why I think co-creation in space is really important.
0: And I fully totally agree, as I think we kind of co-formed as the team really looked at those four key actors you mentioned. So I think what we called the incubators, the innovators, the incumbents and the implementers. And if the audience wants to know any more, then I suggest they go to the AIoT playbook site. <laughs> <laughs> so as if that is not enough, because you have been a very busy person, you guys are getting ready to announce. In fact, I think it'll be announced in the same day a new AIoT course in
1: partnership with Udacity. Tell us a bit more about this. Yeah, this is a really exciting partnership as well. So Udacity is one of the leading online universities. They started uh, off with a very strong focus on AI, and we've been fortunate to have a chance to work together with Sebastian Troum. He's a very interesting and knowledgeable person. His team won the DARPA Grand Challenge I think over uh, 15 years ago, so the first serious autonomous vehicle covering an outdoor course in a desert. And uh, we moved on to Google and then to Udacity and to work with him. We realized that for industrial players, particularly the combination of AI with these distributed edge and cloud architectures play, plays a key role. And this is why we decided to do this AOT foundations course now together. Again, it's open, so uh, available at no cost on the Udacity website, and it has almost all of the material in it that we have developed for the ART Playbook in a very interactive way. So if you go through the course, you have a lot of uh, audio and video material. You have little quizzes and so on. So also in terms of the learning journey for me, very interesting do to really convert this to something that makes this knowledge very easily accessible.
0: You've also recently
1: launched several vertical user
0: groups. Can you say a bit about the key themes that you guys are covering with these and how people can find
1: out more both about the user group and then these verticals? Sure. So one area where we see AIoT playing a huge relevance is in the area of building and construction. So in this space, there's this concept called BIM or Building Information Model, which is the digital foundation for planning, building and operating buildings. And we see that AIoT really comes in at least two areas here. So one is the creation and validation of the BIM model, where you can use, for example, AI and IoT-enabled tools that use different kinds of sensors, uh, cameras, radar, lidar, and so on to track the progress of the building at at the construction site, for example, and feed this information back to uh, the BIM model. So it's effectively a digital twin enabled by IoT and then the other use case of course is to utilize this data again using ai for example to do assessments so we have one interesting case study in there with the colleagues from TÜVSÜT, where they have developed a drone based fault inspection tool that does as the name says yeah so you have drones that basically Take a scan of buildings and then use connectivity to the backend and then AI to basically identify any potential problems with these facades. So I think that's a really interesting use case and it really covers the entire building lifecycle, really from construction to operations. And we see many more use cases there, from structural integrity to monitoring of the buildings and in particular for commercial buildings. I think now um, in a well, I don't want to say post-COVID time because it's not over. So in a new reality type of situation that we are in at the moment, yeah. So, how to manage uh, the operations of buildings, how to manage the flow of people through buildings, how to avoid or minimize potentially dangerous contacts and so on. So these are all interesting use cases there. And then another second use case that we have just started looking at really is in mobility. So again, mobility, of course, is broader. And what we're seeing, for example, new transportation systems like smart shuttles. So these are not necessarily the already autonomous shuttles, but shuttles that basically combine public transportation with taxi type of services, where you can basically order a shuttle, but you will not be the only passenger. So this is obviously also hugely reliant on connectivity to get status of the uh, entire shuttle fleet and then using AI, so swarm intelligence, to learn about where your customers want to be picked up and where they want to go to and how you can then map your your available uh, fleet to them. And then within mobility, also, of course, other areas Like software-defined vehicle, which is very interesting and actually very close to AIoT, I would argue, in terms of many of the concepts we have developed there. Except that maybe the automotive industry has not yet adopted the term AIoT. But I would say a lot of the concepts that we're finding there, software-defined vehicle, AI-defined vehicle, connected vehicle, and so on. I think they are also nicely described by a lot of the material that we have in the AT playbook and the training. And we're currently also launching an AOT lab. So we have first small lab now in Germany. We're currently discussing, setting this up also in Singapore and in Shanghai, potentially also in Chicago, because what we're seeing is that people really, in addition to the more conceptual guidance, also want to see hand-on proof how you can bring together AI and IoT and digital twin and so on in these different verticals that I just uh, mentioned. So the first system that we have built out there is actually in manufacturing, which is another interesting area I think, for IoT, where we have implemented an IoT-enabled system for analysis of pneumatic systems. So this is using sound pattern analysis to identify leakages in uh, pneumatic systems. And I think that this is nicely rounding out the activities in the user group now.
0: Fully agreed. So the AIoT playbook, the AIoT course, the AIoT verticals, and now AIoT labs all going with it. You have been a very busy person and Bosch as well. If somebody would like to join this great organization in terms of the user group, how should they find out about you guys? Again,
1: aiotplaybook.org. And there on the left side of the website, you find different ways how we're working together. So, for example, our unplugged sessions, which typically focus on particular subject areas, or there's also a little form that you can use to contact us. Or, yeah, obviously, simply contact me via LinkedIn. But I would say aiotusergroup.org has all the information that you need. Very
0: good. So, in closing, where do you find your inspiration when you're not busy doing AIOT-related stuff?
1: (laughs) I just spent the weekend with my three kids at the farm and looking at the animals and land life and everything. It was a nice change of scenery. When I'm not busy chasing animals on farm or my kids, then I like hiking. I mean, at the moment, not so much doing in larger groups or with friends, but hiking is a nice way of being out in nature and still have some people in a responsible
0: way around you. So if you're not herding animals and kids, you're herding cats on the AIOT side. So (laughs) there's a pattern to it all. (laughs) (laughs) So Dirk, thank you for this insightful conversation with us today.
1: Again, it was a pleasure. And do let me know if there's anything that caught your interest and contact me and maybe see how we can work together. Thank you. Perfect.
0: So this has been Dirk Slama, vice president of co-innovation and IT slash IoT alliances at Bosch and the AIoT ecosystem builder. Thank you for listening and please join us next week for the next episode of our Digital Thread podcast series. Thank you and have a great day. You've been listening to the Momenta Digital Thread podcast series. We hope you've enjoyed the discussion. And as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Please check our website at One for archived versions of podcasts, as well as resources to help with your digital industry journey. Thank you for listening.